Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Shore Store. I'm your host, Justine Elizabeth. And for today's episode, I just decided to do something different because there's so much TV shows and stuff that I've been watching lately. And, you know, it would be a little much to do an individual episode about each one. And I just felt like coming on here and just talking about whatever comes to mind, whatever I feel like talking about. So, hope you guys enjoy it and are hopefully watching some of the same shows that I'm watching because, you know, if there's a big enough demand or something, I will do an extra episode on Patreon or whatever. But anyways, Halloween has come and gone. It's officially the third day of November, which is fucking crazy. I'm not ready for this. Uh, Where I live in southern Ontario, the weather has actually been holding up, thank God. Usually it goes one of two ways, like usually by this time in the year, there's been multiple snowstorms and just shitty weather in general. This year, however, has been fantastic. Like I can't complain at all about the weather. We've had a lot of really foggy days, a lot of rainy days, but I like that shit. I love, I live for like the twilight weather, so I'm not complaining at all. Yesterday was 16 degrees Celsius, which I think equals to 60 Fahrenheit. I could be wrong on that. Don't come for me. But yeah, this has definitely been the perfect fall so far. Perfect, perfect weather in my opinion. And that's like the one payoff that you get for living somewhere that has seasons is like the fall weather. Nobody can take that away from us. And to be honest, I'm just hoping that this is going to be one of those years where we have like a super bizarre, strange winter where, you know, it doesn't snow at all. It's very mild through the whole winter and it goes by really fast. I'm hoping for all of those things. Although I know that's because of global warming and climate change and whatnot. And, you know, those things aren't good things but um it's nice to not have to shovel snow I guess so this past weekend was of course Halloween weekend which is one of my favorite times of the whole year I fucking love Halloween I love seeing everybody's costumes and one thing like okay I'm just gonna go on a side tangent really quick I've seriously been debating deleting TikTok off of my phone. I just feel like it's such a negative social media platform. People on TikTok are fucking savages. Like these kids will say anything to you. People are just so ruthless on TikTok. Not only that, but I just think it's such a time waster. Like I can be like, okay, I'm just going to sit here while I eat my snack really quick or something and scroll through TikTok for five minutes and then go about my day and do what I got to do never ends up happening it's always like 20 minutes later and I'm like oh shit I just wasted all that time when I could have read a couple chapters from a book I could have taken some notes for the podcast I could have done something productive the negativity on that app is so fucking insane I saw this girl commented on Going back to the Halloween costumes, this girl was wearing like how every girl with a nice body dresses on Halloween, you know, hardly any clothes. And I was going through her comments as I do. That's, you know, the TikTok comments are what you're essentially there for, although half of them are fucked up. But this one was like, you need to eat cheeseburgers or no, um, what'd she say? Cheeseburgers are really good, by the way. And this triggered me to 
to the world's end, if you will, because that's all I heard until I was like, I don't know, 22 years old or something. My very early 20s was all eat a cheeseburger, people body shaming me because I was so small and underweight. And I don't like that. So I just replied on that. That's a really evil thing to say because I think some people think it's okay when you comment on a woman's body who's underweight. It's like, you wouldn't go up to a fat person and be like, you're so fat. So why would you go up to a smaller person and say you're so skinny? Or why, you wouldn't go up to a fat person and be like, stop eating cheeseburgers. So why tell a skinny girl to eat cheeseburgers? It's just fucked up to me. I don't like it. It very much triggers me. So I comment this on the girl's I reply to her comment and say that that's really evil thing to say. Tell me this girl comes to my fucking profile, finds a video of me, which I have a very heavy filter on my face. I don't even look like myself in the video. And the girl says, you know, what's really evil is not- <laughs> I'm actually going to laugh because this is really funny now that I'm saying it out loud. But the girl said, you know, what's evil not having friends who tell you that your eyebrows are too thin. First of all, like I said, I had a heavy ass filter on my face, didn't even look like myself. And also I have an older iPhone. I have like an iPhone XR, I believe it is. So the camera is way out of date. So when I use these TikTok filters, it literally just makes me look like a cartoon. Like it looks fucking stupid. But I just think, and you know, I have a hundred other examples of people being just complete assholes from what I've seen on TikTok and other things. So um, it's just like a big time waster. But where was I going with this? Okay, so TikTok, Halloween costumes. I have seen some of the most creative, fun Halloween costumes on TikTok this year. And, you know, people are so creative. Like in my early 20s going out, everyone was just like a slutty cop or a slutty nurse. And of course, you still see those things, but people are just so creative nowadays. And I love it. Unfortunately, I didn't dress up this year. Actually, it was my first year not even like throwing on an old costume or throwing something together last minute. I just didn't. I didn't go out Halloween weekend or anything. Um, Before the pandemic, I was always working on Halloween weekend or Halloween day. So I would always get like new costumes and stuff like that. I have a full closet full of Halloween stuff. On Saturday, I went to go see Terrifier 2. It finally got released in Canada, even though it's been out in the States for a long time and in the UK. The UK got it before us too. And holy shit, it was so fucking good. I loved it. I talk more in detail about that actually over on Resting Bitch Face. Julie and I did an episode about it. So if you want to hear me talk about that in detail or you care about that at all, um, go over to Resting Bitch Face and subscribe because I'm on that podcast like every other week. So. so that's what I did Saturday night. I totally remember why I hate going to the movies. I honestly cannot stand being around other people. I feel like this is either a mixture of getting a little bit older and also the pandemic and what that's done to me. It's just made me always want to be alone, have this pure comfort in just being alone in silence in my house. I can smoke my weed pen. I can pause the movie when I want to pause it. All of that stuff. But besides me being a grumpy old lady, I had a great time. And on Halloween night, I stayed at home and I watched the first Terrifier 
while I just had it going in the background um, and trick-or-treaters were coming to my door. I had a couple glasses of wine and it was a good night. However, a lot of the kids that came to my door didn't say thank you. I'm like, wow, fucking assholes, man. Speaking of assholes... I've had one really test my patience lately. I'm not going to go into too much detail about this, but somebody just really like hurt my feelings, grinded my gears. Like I just felt like this person didn't give me the like appreciation and stuff that I really deserved in our like friendship if you want to call it that and I don't know for some reason I always like expect more from people than they're willing to give me I think a lot of us do this I think we are like okay just because I would do something for someone or I would approach a situation in a certain way you kind of just assume that everybody else around you kind of thinks the same way or would do the same things and that's not true and I'm not saying like this person's a bad person or anything like that but man um, basically I just feel like I'm not gonna get the closure to that relationship that I really wanted and felt like I deserved so one thing that I feel is so underrated when discussing like mental health and stuff like that is meditation I am such a huge advocate for like working out for your mental health. I talk about that all the time. I truly feel like if I don't work out for like two days in a row, I literally feel like a different person. And I know that might sound annoying or whatever, but it's so true. It affects it affects my like entire life. It affects like what I eat and all that stuff. But I also feel like meditation is such an underrated gem when it comes to that. People think of meditation as like what you see in the movies, like someone sitting there cross-legged and humming. But I don't think it's like that at all. For most of the time, I just put on like a five minute meditation thing. I try to do at least five minutes a day. That's literally nothing compared to your whole day. And it truly, truly helps. It truly helps you control your thoughts and stay zen and remember that just because people are assholes or people disappoint you in life doesn't have to like actually affect you at all you know I would never tell anybody like exercise or meditation is a cure for you know your anxiety or your depression or anything like that I can just share my story and like how I've personally treated my own sort of like depression I guess or issues that I went through previously in the past and how I like I guess overcame some situations and stayed zen when I really wanted to send this person a message and kind of like lose my shit on them a little bit but you know what I didn't and it's all out there and sometimes things are not worth going back to and I'm just gonna quote Heather Thompson from Real Housewives of New York right now and say life should be lived in one direction and that is forward Another thing where I truly feel like my mental health stays super good and consistent when I'm doing this is making sure I always have a book to read, whether it's like physically or have an audio book to listen to. I do both and I talk about this all the time when I'm reading like a novel. I definitely prefer to just read it because it like 
helps me imagine, I guess, the characters and the scenarios better. I've tried to listen to novels before on audiobook, and I have no idea how people stay focused on that because I definitely can't. My mind will wander a completely different direction. However, if it's a memoir, specifically a celebrity memoir, and it's read by the celebrity themselves. Sometimes I use that term very loosely, you know, talking about housewives and reality stars and whatnot. That is when I absolutely love to listen on audiobook. And currently I'm listening to Matthew Perry's book. I'm only like, I don't know, four chapters in or something like that. I'm taking my time because, of course, I love my podcast. Every time, uh, you know, a podcast that I love comes out, I have to like pause the audiobook and listen to that first. So currently listening to that and I'm just finishing up reading. Hopefully I can finish it tonight. I'm reading this memoir called Educated by Tara Westover and this book was popular a long 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 time ago and I never read it until now and it's fucking crazy. It's about a girl who grew up with like strict Mormon parents. Her parents didn't believe in sending them to school and she wasn't really homeschooled. She just learned like how to do junkyard stuff and like learn about essential oils from her mom who was an illegal midwife. And yeah, the whole book is just really crazy. It's a high recommend. And if you guys are interested at all and you are readers and you're all, like interested for some reason about whatever I'm reading or anything, I need more friends on Goodreads. So please add me on there. I'm sure you can just search for me. If not, send me a DM on Instagram or something and I'll add you for sure. All right. So I feel like literally nobody cares about books and that's totally okay. So let's go on to the stuff that people do care about, like reality TV. Um, there's so many other shows that I'm watching that I'm not covering or talking about at all. And I just feel like I have a little bit to say about each of them. So let's start with the Kardashians, I guess, because the new episode dropped last night on Hulu slash Disney Plus in Canada, which means it dropped at 530 in the morning for Justine because that's when I watch it. And listen, like, I have no idea why I get up at 5.30 every Thursday morning and watch the Kardashians. I know the new Hulu show is not good. They hyped it up to be something completely different than it is. And it's supposed to be, like, docu-series style instead of reality TV style. And they're supposed to be able to talk to the camera in the middle of the scene. And we see it, like, maybe once an episode, like... This week's episode was Chris Jenner talking to the camera and like it's fine it's whatever but for some reason it's just one of those shows that I will never stop watching no matter how boring how scripted it gets just like Teen Mom both of those shows I've been watching since the very beginning I've invested literally decades of my life <laughs> into them and it's like why am I gonna give up now but I don't know the Kardashians even though it's so boring it just like relaxes me I love their voices and like listening to them talk I don't know and before I continue a really great Kardashian podcast that I want to recommend if anybody else is watching and they want like good funny 
insightful weekly recaps is Say Bible. And one of the hosts of it was actually on an episode of The Kardashians. She's the girl that runs the Nori's Black Book page on Instagram. She's fucking hilarious. And it's a really good podcast that I love. So go check out Say Bible. I feel like the show is fine. It's entertaining enough. I honestly feel like Khloe Kardashian hates her fucking life and like only does the show because she feels like she has to, whether from her family or not. Like if she found the right money manager, of course, any of them, they could live comfortably for the rest of their fucking lives. But these women just decide to keep working and working and doing things that they hate, like Kim obviously loves being famous more than any of them and like that's of course been a reoccurring storyline as well on the show but like Chloe continuously talks about her anxiety and like hates doing red carpets and hates filming the show and all of this stuff and like it's so depressing. I love Chloe. I really want her to be my favorite. Chloe was my favorite back in the day as she was everybody's favorite. Of course, she's the resident Kardashian cancer. But that like spark and that energy that Chloe had that separated her from her sisters, it just feels like it's not there anymore. And I really hope it's not all because of the Tristan thing. Like I really hope he just didn't fully suck the life out of her. But that's what it feels like at this time. And I hate saying this, like I don't even want to put it into the universe right now, but I have a feeling that Chloe is going to get back together with Tristan. Yikes. But he's True's dad. Which, by the way, the very first episode of the Kardashians this season, I thought it was only on like episode four or something like that because barely anything has happened, but today was like episode nine or something like that I my mind was blown but it was really weird choices on how they decided to air this because the last episode of the last season was Kim finding out that Tristan was going to have another baby and at that point the world the fans we didn't know that Chloe and Tristan had a pregnant surrogate So it just seemed like he cheated on her again, that he had another baby coming, which as if that isn't devastating enough. And then a few months after that aired, that's when Kris Jenner called to, you know, the TMZ gods, the TMZ people, whatever, just TMZ, and told them to run the story. And that's when we found out they had their surrogate pregnant. So basically he let chloe go through with this surrogacy knowing that he already had another baby on the way by another woman like what a fucking piece of shit as if humiliating the mother of your child a couple hours before she's about to give birth to your baby and then again and again and again cheating on her with your youngest sister's best friend that you employ like Of all the fucking things he did, like, I don't even know which one is the worst. Probably this one because they brought another baby into the world because of it. So in the first episode of the second season, we see the birth of Chloe's baby boy, who we still don't know the name. I hate that her and Kylie both haven't announced the names of the babies. It's like, okay, the world doesn't care that much. Especially Kylie. She's acting like she gave birth to some fucking literal like unicorn baby or something I don't know it's very 
estranged and annoying and it's like just stop calling them baby thompson or baby t or whatever like just fucking tell us the name we don't care so it's weird that they showed that episode as the first episode of the season and then kind of worked their way backwards like they showed it and then they were like you know however many months previous to that and then they're just airing the season as they would and the season is so boring you would think that they would want to have people watch to lead into that for their season two finale so I'm wondering what else they have planned for their for the season two finale it's also strange because the trailer for the season teased that Pete Davidson was going to be in the show a lot. And yes, I know that Kim and Pete have since broken up, but seems like they've completely edited him out of the show. And I was hoping that we'd at least get a few scenes with him. I was kind of looking forward to see how douchey he acted on the Kardashians, but they just want us to, I guess, completely forget that they even dated for a hot minute. So whatever. All of the Kanye stuff is edited out. Like, there's absolutely no talk of Kanye. Obviously, him and Kim aren't getting along. Like, obviously, we know about the texts he sent to P and like the things that he posted about her relationship with P on his social media and all of that stuff. Not one thing has been brought up about that. It's just very irritating no, no talk about Astro World. like the night that Astro World happened was the night that Kris Jenner threw her birthday party in the first season and they made it seem like Kendall was hanging out with Hailey Bieber in Miami but no she was at fucking Astro World, and it's like just mention it you know mention it all however I do have an episode on my Patreon about the entire first season or I don't know when I recorded it like halfway through but it's an I have a few Kardashian episodes on there actually the only other thing that I really wanted to mention when it comes to the Kardashians and the new show is like obviously I'm a diehard Blink-182 fan a real fan even though I fucking hate their new song I can't stand how much it's being played sounds like it was written in five minutes and I'm not a fan of it I really don't like it and I really at first hated and I still kind of do hate that Travis is with Courtney and that he's on the show I miss when Travis didn't talk at all like that's the Travis Barker that I have in my head um However, the episode from today made me a little bit emotional. I'm not even going to lie because it showed them on, you know, the private jet together and they're going to Italy. Of course, we know they got married in Italy, but this episode was them going there to get their like her dress fitted for the wedding and his tux fitted or whatever, because of course they had them custom made in Italy. And they said a prayer together before the plane took off. And it made me really emotional because I remember even before Travis Barker got into his plane crash, he would constantly talk about how much he hated flying and he'd only fly when he absolutely had to. When Blink toured in Europe, like he would leave a couple days before everyone and take a boat there if he possibly could. Like, and he swore up and down, understandably so, after that plane crash that he was never going to fly again. And just the fact that he's been flying all the time with Courtney because of Courtney, um, it just makes me happy. And, you know, as much as their relationship kind of annoys me and grosses me out, like, I feel like he's happy. 
And I feel like this week's episode was the first where I genuinely enjoyed their scenes together. They weren't like head to toe, sh- like all over each other, shoving each other's their tongues in each other's mouths or anything like that this week. It was like fairly normal from them and I enjoyed it. However, don't get me started on MGK and Megan Fox. That's a different story. So some breaking news right now. Um, Julie just texted our pod gals group chat and she informed us that Aaron fucking Carter passed away. This is not a shock, but at the same time it is, or I guess I should say it's not surprising, but it is a shock. He was found dead in his bathtub and apparently no foul play is suspected. So rest in peace to Aaron Carter, honestly a true legend and damn that's it's fucking crazy that's the second big celebrity death this week of course the other one is takeoff from the migos and that one is just so stupid to me it's just was so avoidable and um it's it's fucking sad rest in peace to takeoff speaking of migos and somebody that they have a song with a very popular song with uh Nicki Minaj this Nicki Minaj has super been grinding my gears lately the reason Nicki Minaj grinds my gears is because when she first came and like to the rap scene when she first became really popular all she would talk about is how little Kim doesn't respect her for coming up Lil Kim doesn't understand that her turn as like the queen of rap is over with and now Nicki is in the spotlight obviously Nicki Minaj has been super famous for an extremely long time at this point her first album Pink Friday came out in what 2010 I believe I'm gonna like look this up really quick yeah Pink Friday came out in 2010 so it's like She's been very, very popular for a very long time. And even before Pink Friday came out, I know people who are big hip hop fans had already heard of her for a long time. Like she had been doing features for a couple years at that point and even like before then her mixtapes and anything. Anyways, so obviously she has inspired so many other female rappers to do similar stuff to what she does it's only natural and like now she's starting beef with all of these rappers saying that they don't pay enough respect to her cardi b she started off with and now she has beef with um lotto and it's fucking crazy the shit that's been coming out about her and here's my thing with Nicki Minaj. I really don't want to drag Nicki Minaj at all because I fucking love her music. Pink Friday is still one of my all-time favorite albums. And actually the other day when I was working out, I was just listening to my sh- uh, Spotify on Shuffle and a couple songs from Pink Friday came on that day and I was like, man, her music was like 10 out of 10 incredible. She she wrote some of the most incredible verses of all time. Like that woman is very special. Like I will say that for sure. Her new music, mm, not so much. I think Super Freaky Girl is probably the laziest song concept that anybody could have come up with. It's sure it's catchy if you want to say that, but it's not a good song by any means. I would just love to see the old Nikki come back. And it's funny because on her Pink Friday album, she has a song called Dear Old Nikki. So, dear old Nikki, please come back. 
respect the other women in the game who are coming after you show them respect stop trying to beef with everybody and make yourself relevant and that's not even talking about her personal life because Nicki Minaj's husband is a sex offender and her and her husband had harassed his victims for a very long time allegedly just a lot of really evil stuff about Nicki Minaj that's has been over the years just like accumulating in me and giving me a bad taste in my mouth about her especially from somebody who was like I was such a diehard fan of her I saw her twice in concert once when she opened up for Britney Spears and the other time on her own tour when Meek Mill opened up for her Um, and she was phenomenal both times I don't think I would ever go see her live again after that OVO fest bullshit that was pulled this summer so obviously this was the first OVO fest the big you know Drake's big music festival every year in Toronto I've only been to one OVO fest in 2014 incredible experience but this was the first one this summer since COVID happened and of course like concert ticket prices are just fucking through the roof I feel like every concert ticket price for sporting events like everything these days is just so extreme that I don't understand how anybody can afford to go to any big event these days but anyways the prices were ridiculous my friend went and she paid $400 for one seat to sit on the lawn to me it was not worth it and I'm so glad that I didn't end up doing that and the next day I was really excited to watch everybody's videos and stuff. Nicki Minaj of all of them seemed like she didn't even want to be there. She came on the stage wearing a purse and she just kind of strutted back and forth, no energy and I don't want to body shame her because let's be real, she is one of the most beautiful women on the planet but she literally just seemed like she was out of breath and could not wait to get off that fucking stage and just those videos really disappointed me because as I said the times that I had seen her in concert she was incredible so that's just a celebrity that I've just really been thinking about lately and been very like disappointed in her progress as like a celebrity I guess her rapper okay now I kind of want to talk about something really fun for me at least, which is Siesta Key. I'm fucking obsessed with the show. I can't get enough of it. So far, the new season, which I love, by the way, they revamped it to Miami. It's called Siesta Key Miami Moves. We're two episodes in, and I just want to go over every single storyline so far that we have in the show. So first of all, BG. Okay, so the cast, they did a bit of cast revamping as they should. The show will obviously never be the same without Alex and Polly Paul. I have to like go back and recap those old episodes one day, but I cannot find them anywhere in Canada. Like Crave has all of the seasons of Siesta Keep except for like the ones that Alex was on. So I don't know if because they fired him, they just like decided to completely get rid of those seasons but if anybody knows where I can stream the first couple seasons of Siesta Key let me know actually I might actually just have to pay for those on iTunes like I've been doing with Teen Mom 3 anyways when Siesta Key did this cast revamping like they got rid of Garrett and his girl they got rid of Kelsey um I don't know why they kept BG because for me 
he's since he's had his baby he's kind of been like the least interesting to look at like it was insane knowing that he got a groupie girl pregnant when he was dating Camilla who also hasn't been on the show I guess I wonder if she's gonna pop up at any any time in the show so far she hasn't been but yeah BG like I don't care about him trying to be a rapper like he's been a rapper since we've seen him his music is not good and I like every kind of music. So for me to be like, yeah, you fucking suck. Like you must really suck because there's a lot of questionable artists that I like. How dare he say that Wiz Khalifa is his biggest inspiration? Like when he said that in the studio to um, that girl's dad, I literally gasped. I was like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> I guess we'll see where this goes with BG. It seems like they're trying to set him up for another love triangle storyline, which I'm all here for if it gets messy. Like, he's clearly some sort of sex addict and he gets into these super messy situations. I'm down for that. I do not give a fuck about his rap career and he needs to keep my wife's name out of his mouth and never mention Wiz Khalifa again. Opposite of BG though, I'm gonna say Chloe is my favorite Siesta Key character. She's so fucking funny. She doesn't disappoint. I definitely would never want to be friends with this girl. Actually, I'm not even gonna say that. It's not that I wouldn't want to be friends with her. I would just never want to be on her bad side. She is so funny. She is somebody that I could literally just watch her no matter what she's doing no matter how stupid or boring it is just her personality is so funny in that first episode when Juliet was like are you mad at me and she's like come on Juliet you got to be more self-aware than that I died and so far this season it seems like it's gonna be her and Chloe or sorry Chloe and Amanda versus Juliet which was hilarious all of those scenes about them like talking about her and then Juliet shows up to lunch and it's like yeah like we were literally just talking about you and you're literally just like saying the things that we were talking about like every girl's been there but in the trailer for the rest of the season it showed Chloe freaking out on Amanda and being like get your stuff out of my house so I cannot wait to see what that's all about and what goes down and I find it interesting that Chloe went from having this like self-help kind of business to all of a sudden a skincare line it's very bizarre I think for a celebrity to have a skincare line it's very easy like I think as long as you have the amount of money to do it anybody can do it from what I've heard you just like pick a company or a manufacturer that does this sort of thing you pick out a couple ingredients that you want in your product a couple fragrances and you do your packaging and you throw it all together and it's super easy as long as you have the money to fund it and that seems to be what Chloe did so I've never heard of this emerald green before the show and I don't even follow her on or I do follow her I should say on social media and I hadn't even heard of it so uh I don't know maybe that's better than skincare by Lauren's who knows Happy to see that Chloe is back on the show in full force and I'm living for her drama with Juliet because we all know that she's going to be right up Juliet's ass in two seconds and they're going to be turning on someone else soon. So I'm excited for that. Now, Juliet and Clark. Clark is so good looking that he should just... 
I don't know. He's like one of those guys that's like too good looking for anything. Like you're too pretty boy looking. I don't know. He's a very handsome guy, but the whole thing is like he doesn't want to film. He feels awkward being on camera, all this stuff. But I don't watch Winter House or Summer House, but allegedly he was on Summer House. I don't know if he's only on one episode or if he did a season or anything. I have to look into that. And also, I just said, I've never seen the Summer Houses. I know the Toms were on an episode of Winter House like recently, and I've seen the the Vanderpump Rules crossover episode where it was like they end up at the house or whatever and then it just turns into a summer house episode which was very bizarre to watch but is summer house worth watching slash winter house if those shows are worth watching I will definitely give them a binge I just I've yet to heard any hear any uh, recommendations about it so anyways I just think it's so funny that Chloe and Amanda are like it's such a red flag that he doesn't want to film like he knew that he was dating a reality star when he got into this so it's just a red flag like why wouldn't you want your life out there and I'm like dying laughing at that conversation because in my head it's the opposite I think it would be a red flag if a guy was really interested in filming like the motherfuckers who seem a little too comfortable on camera, like JWoww's 24, Zach, or Leah's Jalen, uh, well, her ex Jalen, I should say. I always compare those two. They just give me the exact same energy, which is I am way too comfortable to be on camera and I'm going to look you right in your eye and be like, I've never watched you on TV before damn well knowing they just binged the whole entire series before they met up with them like please anyways um I think that that's a green flag from Clark and Juliet did a Instagram questionnaire thing that I saw the other day and she was like crying talking about it and she's like we're still together and I love him and I just feel so bad that I forced him to film but I don't know I guess we'll just see it play out Okay, let's talk about Sam and his little, I don't even know if I want to call it a love triangle. A love triangle would be a very loose term with this one. But of course, Sam, 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 who dated Juliet right after she broke up with Alex. So Alex was her millionaire. She broke up with him and then she got with Sam, the billionaire. And this motherfucker, there is something so wrong about him. Like, You just look at him, he seems like such a dweeb, he seems like he has no game, but he has, obviously, his parents are billionaires. He's got everything he could ever want and more, and give them anything that they could ever want and more. None of these girls would even look twice at him if he didn't have any money, and that's fine, we all know that. It's fucking siesta key, every person on the show is children of rich parents just some have more money than others I think except for Kelsey I think like Kelsey in the first season I think they made it seem like she was like struggling and that's why she was like working a few jobs I guess they tried to make her like the relatable one but anyways she's irrelevant now because she's not going to be on the show anymore anyways last season when Sam and Juliet broke up I really wasn't sure if they were going to keep him around on the show at least as a full-time cast member I thought maybe like 
you know, him and Juliet would run into each other awkwardly or something like that. But I didn't think they were going to follow him around. And boy, am I fucking glad that they are because he's one of my new favorite reality TV people. He's just so fucking weird and has so many issues. Like, his thing is that he buys all of his friends plastic surgery. He paid for, like, so many people's boobs. Like, there was one scene last season I believe and Kara's like oh he paid for her boobs oh he paid for hers whatever so him and Jordana are best friends even though they flirt they used to date before he dated Juliet haven't dated since haven't done anything since allegedly even though I definitely think that she's banging him and he is gonna buy her a BBL fine the problem with that is that he has a girlfriend Megan. He's dating somebody else, but he lives with this Jordana girl and he's buying her her BBL. But it doesn't stop there. Not only is he doing all of that, but he's also going to take care of her after she gets her BBL. So we see this girl laying in her bed on her belly, dying in pain, reading a book or whatever. And Sam comes in the room and he has all these presents for her and he hugs her and he's like, anything you need, I'm here for you. You know that. And that's not his girlfriend. It's his friend. And then his girlfriend is like, um, hello, like, do you remember me? Am I still here? Definitely is really fucking strange. But at the same time, I don't even know if I feel bad for Megan because it's like, look how quickly you decided to hop on that when he was still with Julia. Like there was definitely a crossover period there for Sam between Julia and Megan and Megan just seems like a fucking bitch like I don't know I just don't like her there's something very unlikable and unauthentic about her on the show she's just really young and I don't know I just really don't like her and although Julia apologized this episode for calling her a bottle rat and a clout chaser it seems as though next week Juliet is going to um, take all of that back because I think Megan is going to start a rumor that uh, Clark tried to get with her so I don't know I guess we'll see I don't know though I definitely think that Sam has some like I don't even want to say he has mommy issues he might it just seems like he has issues he like needs people to like him because he's just handing out money he's funding Jordana's business he's buying her a BBL um yeah yeah he's like a people pleaser with a shit ton of money that's around people who are clearly using him like he just lets people live at his house and party there like it's fucking crazy and let's not even get started on Mike I cannot stand that motherfucker I hate that he's on the show I get that he's like the new villain or whatever but he's not even an entertaining villain like I like a villain who has a personality and at least the stuff they say is like witty and funny like James from Vanderpump Rules. He's a fucking dick. Same with Jax, but they're entertaining. And like opposite of that, like Katie Maloney, like she's a villain, but she's just a cunt. Like nothing she says is entertaining or witty or anything like that. And that is Mike on Siesta Key. He's just like always up Sam's ass wanting to party with him all the time. And like Lexi was even saying like they, he never wants to hang out alone with her. All he wants to do is like party with other people. I don't know. That's a big red flag to me. And Lexi is fucking gorgeous she's kind of a little bit of a twat like I didn't really like how she did Juliet last season 
but she's gorgeous and she can do a lot better than him. So I hope they break up this season. I don't really follow her too much on social media or keep up like intensely with the show outside of the actual show. I just like see what I see on Reddit and all that stuff. So um, I'm glad I don't know like too much going into it. So I'm excited for this season. Speaking of reality TV villains who are likable, Jen Shaw and the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Jen is my favorite on Salt Lake City by far, and she has been since the beginning. And I know she's not a good person, but she's just so much fun to watch on the show, and she's so likable. And I know what she did was fucking horrible, and... She more than likely is going to go to prison for a very decent amount of time, but I really don't want her not to be on the show because I love watching her. And actually, right before I started recording, I saw the preview clip for next week's episode, which is going to be her freaking out on Angie at the auditions because of Angie's husband. Angie's elf on the shelf motherfucking husband um what kind of 50 year old man makes a finsta genuine question this guy is thirstier than Jalen uh, from teen mom I'm I'm gonna go there and say that so messed up um I don't know I kind of think that him and Angie def were like in it together a little bit and then he was like oh I don't really care like I'll take all the blame because that would at least like I, I don't know. I feel like I would at least understand that a little bit. But if it was literally all him and then he just told her about it later, like, that's such a bitch move, man. Like, I don't know if I could be with a guy who's that petty. I really am going to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say that Angie was behind it. So, yeah, I don't know. What else is there to talk about with this season? Whitney. Whitney is so unlikable this season. I really liked her the last two seasons. And this season, it's like, oh, honestly, if they don't bring her back next season, I could go without her. Seriously. Uh, Meredith needs to stay. Lisa needs to stay. Jen needs to stay. If by the grace of God, she does not go to prison. Heather, I'm, I'm still on the fence with Heather a little bit because... She always comes off like likable and just like, I don't know, she's fine. She doesn't, she's not like, I don't know. I like Heather, I guess. But then at the reunions, it's always like she's so far up her own ass. So I guess we'll see. However, I did already pre-order her book, Bad Mormon. So I'll keep you guys posted when that comes out. I don't think it comes out to like February or something crazy. I do have a question about SLC, though. Is Jack Barlow watching Andrew Tate videos? Genuine concern with him there. I feel like he is. I don't know. I feel like if you have parents who are willing to pay for your college education, you should just go because why can't you get a college degree and run a business if you have the privilege to do all of it? Like, I never went to college, but if my mom had money growing up and was like, hey, I'll pay for you to go and you can take whatever program you want as long as you get a degree. Hell yeah, I would have had a degree by now. I mean, at least I hope I would. <laughs> Anyways, I'm all for watching Jack Barlow become a douchey kid in front of our faces.
The other shows that I'm watching right now, of course, The White Lotus, there's only been one episode at the time I'm recording this, and it was so fucking good, and I will be watching that weekly. Um, The other show I actually just finished last week, the last episode came out, is American Gigolo. Now, this series started off strong. I really liked it. I was invested, and then I think it just didn't know what the fuck it was trying to do. They tried to make it like mystery-ish towards, I I don't even know what they were trying to do with it, but I was so confused and I was confused for literally no reason. Like there was zero payoff in this eight episode show. I would not be surprised if it didn't get another season. If it does get another season, like don't get me wrong, I'm still going to watch it, but it's not really a... I don't know. I don't want to say it's not a bingeable show because I think you can binge it, but there are just a lot of really interesting storyline choices um, and also casting choices. So the thing that really bothered me about this show is that the guy that they had play young Julian in the flashbacks is the same actor who they had play Julian's son, who he finds out that he has. Spoiler alert. That really bothered me. I don't know why, but yeah, I don't know. There were a few really good episodes and there was some really solid like acting and good scenes in it and stuff. And the first episode was very disturbing. Like, I don't know what I was expecting going into the show, but I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't really expect to be so disturbed so, so early on, I guess, in the, in the series, but I don't know. I guess it's worth a watch, but it was kind of disappointing. I was is expecting more, I guess. But, you know, Colin Drucker always says this. He says, like, there's a difference between an HBO show and a Showtime show. And this is definitely a Showtime show. Like, I feel like if HBO did this show instead, it would have been so much better. And that's all I'm really watching right now. That's all I really wanted to talk about, to vent about. The show that I am the most excited to come back, which they haven't even announced a date or a trailer or anything yet, but I think it's coming back in January, Vanderpump Rules. So excited. And I feel like in an alternate universe, like the Vanderpump Rules cast is the Teen Mom cast. I know that really makes no sense, but please just hear me out. So, Jax Taylor would be Nathan Griffith. Matt Bayer is Randall Emmett. Um, Farah Abraham is Stassi Schroeder. Tyler is Tom Sandoval. And yeah, just please think about that for a second. If you are familiar with both of those shows and tell me if it makes sense or not or if I'm fucking crazy. If you are a fan of both of those shows, then you should go to my Patreon where I have a couple classic Vanderpump Rules recapped. Also, tons and tons and tons of Teen Mom recaps. I've been recapping almost every season since it's been on since I've had this podcast. I'm recapping the current season of the next chapter and uh, once in a while, I'll do throwback episodes of Teen Mom on there. I'm also recapping Jersey Shore Family Vacation Season 2 on there as well. So the link to all of that stuff will be in the description. And I'm still releasing Teen Mom 3 episodes on here with Erica from the Surreality Podcast. So keep an eye out for that. And I will be back again next week with more Jersey Shore.
thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk soon.